1: He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man.
2: It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese. Meister, it's
3: Spud Spud Goodman.
4: Greetings and our hola. My name is Spud, Spud Goodman. <laughs>
0: Spud Goodman. <laughs>
4: and I would like to welcome everyone to our little radio show. This will be a multitasking episode as, as I feel the need to clean up some personal business while of course still delivering at least a mediocre show. It could vastly exceed mediocrity, but longtime listeners are aware of my approach to these situations. Promise little, but hopefully deliver enough to make everyone happy. Yeah. So, as I've been doing an inventory of my existence here on Earth, it's clear I do have some repair work to take care of. I don't know if anyone else can relate to screwing up a lot and making friends, relatives, and even total strangers mad at something you've done. But I, Spud Goodman, do plead guilty to such. Thus, over the next 58 or so minutes, I plan to squeeze in a few Mia culpas to those I've offended or disappointed over the years. But before I do, I, I probably should introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a halfway decent chuckle. Oh,
5: okay, how about this? <laughs> I'd give that one maybe a seven.
4: Yeah... I was going to go with a six, but what? Let, let's let's just round up and go with a seven. All right, okay. fine. Okay. Thank you. And now I'm contractually obligated to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb.
6: You, oh, well, are, are you going to say anything else? You, you just stopped after saying my name.
4: No, I'm good. I'll say. So moving on, I really I wanted to... I certainly
6: deserve more of an introduction than that. It, but it was just half-hearted.
4: I could have given a third or even a quarter-hearted effort. So consider yourself lucky. You're welcome. Oh, uh, at
5: least he said your full name, Gerald. Be grateful for little things in life. Mm. He could have just muttered your first or or just your last name.
6: Uh, okay. I, I guess. All right. Thank you for your wise counsel,
4: Aunt
5: uh-huh, Dorothy. Uh-huh. So, as I stated
4: a moment ago, I will be delivering my amends on the air now to those I may have been rude to or sort of lied to or just basically let down.
5: I think that this is your way of telling me something.
4: I really couldn't include everyone on this list, as it's only an hour show, and but I just I just jotted a few names, and and that's just gonna have to suffice.
5: Well, I know if your parents were still alive, Spud, they both would really enjoy hearing a formal apology for you making their lives a living hell during I don't know, it wasn't your teenage. That bad. Wow, did they go through some real challenges with you? Like the time you blew up the neighborhood bus stop with that M80, uh huh. Yeah.
4: Well. People
5: had to stand waiting for the bus for months until it was repaired.
4: Actually, it was three M80s taped together? <laughs> that was cool. That was one too many, obviously. Um, but I, I did make almost full restitution for the damage. It, it just took me a while. You, you
6: I mean, know? Give me that. I, I didn't know you were a juvenile. Bellin Spud, but I got to say, it's it's nope. hardly surprising. They gave me a deferred prosecution. And, yeah. Aunt Dorothy,
4: I was only trying to emulate you in your profession as a demolitions engineer. Uh, you know I've always looked up to you.
5: You know that. Oh, I always knew that while I was working, and I okay. felt quite guilty when I heard what you did. But from my evaluation afterwards at the bus stop, it was clear it was a very amateurish attempt and frankly, quite embarrassing to me.
4: Yeah, I know it made a huge mess. And for the record, you know, I, I've never blown up anything else as an adult, so there's that.
6: Come on, yo. Well, I mean, listen, I want to say this. I think it's nice that you're finally making amends here on the air and apologizing.
4: Yeah, and there are a few other incidents on my list to go over. Yeah. But right now, I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be interviewing later.
6: Well, uh, Spud, I certainly hope that I'm on your list. I don't want to sound like a victim here, but God knows how much verbal punishment I've had to endure over the years that I've worked with you on this show.
7: I think the reason why is I've just been, like, so
4: unhappy. Uh, it, it sure sounds like you're trying to play the victim to me. No. The old victim card. How about you? Hi, Dorothy. What
5: do you think? Oh, yeah. He's working it.
4: Oh, yeah. Hey, before I forget it, I should probably make amends with Trevor, our engineer, because he's in control of everything now. I, don't, I need to get on good terms with him, obviously. Hey, I apologize for for always eating your cheese sticks, okay? I hear at work. I just, I can't resist them when I open the fridge. But here's a tip. Maybe you shouldn't bring in such tasty snacks, but I am sorry. Okay. I am very sorry.
6: It's okay, but please stop or at least eat someone else's food. I have low blood sugar okay. issues, and it's important for me to have healthy snacks here at work.
8: Don't be so overly dramatic about it.
4: Okay, fine. I promise I won't touch them anymore. Okay, back to more important business. Everyone say hello to our musical guest, Action S.
9: This is a Show.
1: Hey this is Larry the Cable Guy and if you're listening to the Spud Show. Anyway, I think you are you're not, you're a communist. Uh, Deuce, uh I'm not even listening to the Spud Show. What the hell am I talking about?
6: Hey, uh, Spud, Yes. your first guest, Ike Barinholtz, is ready to go. You know, I'm not familiar with this guest.
4: Yeah, I figured that. He's, he's been on a you know, few very cool TV shows and, and has a new movie out now that he wrote, directed, and stars in, The Oath. It deals with the the current divide in this country, you know, in a humorous way,
5: something that's badly needed. Oh, yeah. I got into a screaming match with my hairdresser yesterday. Let's just say we see things a little differently. She loves Trump.
6: Yeah, my mailman and I got into it really bad last week, too. Well, you know what? I I myself have had to deal with a leftist angry mob right here in the studio each week. And I got to tell you, it's been very disconcerting.
4: Hey bud, what's your problem? Angry leftist mob? Yeah. I mean, how many people does it take to legally be a mob anyway? Well, I, I have no idea. Hey, hey, you're talking about me, uh, or, I guess. Just, well. just because I'm a, I'm a registered Democrat, I'm Che Guevara?
5: Uh, I don't think I'll be shedding a single tear for politicians being yelled at while they are at Arby's. I've been yelled at for years, mostly by older men when they see the bumper stickers on my car. Like, past the ERA, and Jane Fonda for president.
4: Yeah, and Dorothy, you might want to update your bumper stickers, huh? you know, something a bit more current, but you know, we can talk about it later anyway. Just put Ike through. Yeah, here he is. Please say hello to actor and screenwriter Ike Barinholtz. Thanks for thanks for checking in
3: with us, man. Bud, brother, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on.
4: Yeah, so you have a new film out, it's titled The Oath, and is showing at theaters everywhere. Give our listeners the For Dummies version, if you would.
3: If, but if you can imagine a politically divided America, yes, you can imagine that for one second. Step yeah. outside of reality. And it's basically all about the government has asked people to sign this loyalty oath. And it's kind of making some people crazy, some people don't have a problem with it. But the deadline to sign it is the, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So the whole movie takes place in me and Tiffany Haddish's house during the week of Thanksgiving. And the whole family's there, huh. all kinds of different political opinions, and it's kind of starts off this, uh, oh, it's a family comedy all about the stress around the holidays. And then um, then it turns into this really crazy kind of high-octane thriller.
4: <laughs> wow, that's, you know, for all of us, not just at the yearly holiday family gatherings, but at birthday parties, weddings, and even like neighborhood barbecues when people get together, they, you know, they talk about current events, and that's where the trouble starts, man. As any day, you know, these days like any gatherings, a potential 911 call to law enforcement, don't you think?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's very very true, man. It's so loaded, you know, and uh, you know we've taken this movie all over the country. And the thing that, uh, whether it's a red state, blue state, purple state, the one thing everyone says is like, hey, man, it's like you watched my Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. And uh, what I what I think this movie gives people is a chance to go and get some catharsis, and you get to go and laugh at this family completely falling apart. And the best part is not your family so you gotta leave and go home and be with your family after you watch this terrible family uh completely disintegrate
4: well why do you think the intensity is ratcheted up so high you know, and on trump's not so warm and fuzzy rhetoric's an obvious factor but there are other uh, other reasons that come to mind kind of like if there's like a faint civil war vibe in here. like not, instead of like the old north south thing it's more like cities versus the rural areas kind of i don't know maybe
3: it's, it's really become so polarized. It used to be that you would, you know, we would kind of debate specific issues, I think, which is a lot more palatable for some people. But now you're kind of debating overall philosophies, and it's very hard. to to kind of see the other person's opinion right now. But the message of the movie is we have to try. Like, I know so many friends that are like, I'm not going home this year because I don't want to have these conversations. And what I'm saying is, hey, we really have to try to keep our relationships with our family and our old friends somewhat intact, even if we have these deep disagreements because at the end of the day that's what brings us together that's that's why we're americans right i I don't see a lot of that right now
4: well you know i got friends who live out in the sticks so i hope there's no modern day fort sumter incident because i can never pick up a musket against them maybe a paintball gun or a super soaker (laughs) but that's it so but anyway
3: Yeah. Musket, my musket is, is somewhere in the attic, and I, I, have, I don't even have any, any, any musket balls for it. I'm out of gunpowder. So I really hope that doesn't happen. Right. And I, think, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. But I think to make sure you know, it doesn't get worse, we have to make sure we try to make it better. And the first, first thing you have to do is make sure the lines of communication are open. That's the most important thing.
6: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Uh, excuse me, Spud. What? Well, I so agree with what Ike just said about how important it is to keep the lines of communication open, and in our case, I feel that they are not open at all. but you, you never return my calls or my emails or respond to the notes that I leave on your desk. I'm reaching out to you to try and bridge the differences we have, but you know, it takes two to make that work. Uh, hey, Ike, j- just a sec. Yeah, it does take two, and if one of the two
4: just isn't feeling it and wants to live a life free of distractions, then you should probably respect his wishes and don't invade his space, okay?
5: I hear that. Gerald, I'm so tired of receiving your lengthy emails detailing your unhappiness about your role or lack of on the show. Well...
6: Gosh, if I can't confide in the two closest friends I have, then that's pretty sad. Yes. Not sadder than having to read your multi-page
4: rants on how underappreciated you are. I I guess I'm going to have to make amends
6: on this one, too, right, someday? Well... Damn. Just let me get back to Ike. Yeah, but but I, I do feel very unappreciated, almost ignored. But yeah, sure, get back to Ike. Don't worry about my feelings.
4: All right, I'm back. I love it. All right. Well, I cannot let an opportunity pass for me to once again praise the show you were on, Eastbound and Down, one of the finest TV programs yes. ever produced. So, so yeah. In yeah. season three, you played a Russian pitcher, Ivan Dushenko, I believe. Unless they got a body double to do the pitching scenes, you have a pretty decent arm, I got to say.
3: Well, listen, um, I, I want to go ahead and say that was me throwing a uh, 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 high 80s on the mound. Yeah. But I had a... a I did have a pitching uh, double um, only because I can only throw about 72 while they needed someone who could throw 88 so you know um, but uh, hey they made me look good Yeah, absolutely. Fake me out. Except for the haircut. Yeah. Except for the haircut. I look great.
4: Oh, you killed it. uh, uh, Yeah, great job. But anyway, all right. Well, you know, as a former cast member of Mad TV and and still an active improv participant on stage, I believe, you've developed a skill for impersonating a wide variety of celebrities. Word is you can do a killer Andy Dick. Can you give us like 10 seconds of him?
3: All I know is, look, uh, I uh, right now uh, I'm kind of I've had ups and downs and middles, and right now I'm kind of going up again.
4: Wow. You know, uh, he, he was a guest on our show a while back, and you never know if we're, gonna, if we're ever going to get him back on, so that's going to have to suffice. But it, I think we did
3: the job. That's that could, it. Just play that clip. Loop that clip and play it, and that could be a whole appearance.
4: All right, super. Well, uh, you, let, let me hit you with this. On this show right now, we've been discussing the act of, I guess, of making amends, okay? Is is there anybody in your yeah. lifetime that you you know may have screwed over and, and, and better late than never and you know, have the need now to say at least sorry about that?
3: Yeah, you know, my parents sent me to college for one year, and I did so badly while I was there, and I knew I was going to get kicked out, but I didn't tell them the whole year. So it was kind of a big surprise to them, and uh, I always said one day I was going to write them a check for the tuition that they paid for that first year, but you know what? Instead, I'm going to take this opportunity to apologize, and that way they don't even need a check
4: super i'm sure they're regular listeners that's that's pretty cool of you like very yeah, very very big right idea. now
3: and guess what they 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 now there's there's no we don't have to worry about getting money involved this apology serves as all the all the um, uh all that they need
9: you covered it all right super
4: well you know you were later cast in the mindy project and portrayed the character morgan yes. tookers i believe uh i knew yeah, he is morgan right. <laughs> yeah so that was that was a pretty good run looking back did you ever see it go hanging around for six seasons
3: no especially not those first early kind of two or three seasons because we were still on fox and and network tv has been changing so much so we always were like oh, i hope we don't get cancelled this year but luckily hulu kind of came in and swooped in and let us have like a, a bit of a second life there and let us do another you know 50 episodes so uh but but yeah we never thought it would be an episode 100 plus uh, series
9: yeah all right,
4: all right. Well, I know, I, you know, I, I sometimes say this in jest, but I know you got to take meetings because things are happening for you. And so, uh, we're, I'm going to let you go. And I'm a fan. I want to say that. I'm going to get that out. So let, let me remind everyone that your new film, The Oath, is now available everywhere for viewing. And uh, yes, yeah, we just want to thank you so much for for, for coming on our show.
3: And, and I tell you guys, there's there's a lot of movies you can see in the theaters, but there's none like The Oath. It's totally original and very, very now. And uh, I just hope people enjoy it.
4: All right, super. There you have it, Mr. Ike Baronholz.
0: Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. Spud Goodman don't let me, let me in tears.
6: Spud Goodman don't let me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And
9: while he does that, I just don't.
6: Stand. He glass a pencil for quick relief. Is it contested is beyond belief?
9: Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spud Goodman Show!
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show!
10: Vaping. I do not vape myself these days, but I know there are many ways to smoke and not create a big haze, and still be able to cast a gaze at a pretty woman or even old YouTube clips of Willie Mays. I do not vape myself these days, mostly because I don't know how to.
9: This is a Spud Gaming Show.
1: Looks just like the
6: real thing. Uh, Spud, is there something that you'd like to say to me right now? No. Why do you ask? Well, you've made a public pronouncement on the show here that you are now making amends to all that you have wronged, right? And well, That's I correct. think I am—I should be on the top of your list. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I've always—sure—sounds thought-
4: sure to me like uh, blackmail. Uh, no, if, if I don't do this, you're going to
6: try what to destroy me professionally or something. I will not succumb to your threats. No, no, I, I'm not threatening you. Gosh, I-, I was just wondering if you were planning to address your behavior with me over the years. I don't think it's going to happen. I have to be somewhere on that list of yours, that the people you've offended.
5: Oh, Gerald, it is very rude to demand an apology. I'm not... Ha- you are. Have you no manners?
4: Yeah, it sounds to me that you are the one who needs to make amends for what you have put me, Spud Goodman, through on this show. Well, you know, trying to garner sympathy from our listeners is a very sad exhibition of co-host
6: manipulation. No, no, I'm just saying that I always felt... Hold, hold that-
4: on, I, I need to say this uh, right now before I forget to Dave, our audio director. Yeah. Uh, I sincerely apologize, Dave, for taking your six-pack of Heineken at last <laughs> year's you know, office Christmas party. Uh, I was kind of buzzed. it was just sitting there... You know, unattended, by the way, and I,
0: I know it was wrong, and I still feel bad about it. Oh, I've forgotten about it. And at, at the time, I was a little pissed, but hey, I know you've got a problem with impulse control. Yeah, well. But it would be nice if you could maybe replace him at this year's Christmas party.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. But, but I hope Pabst or, or Miller will do, because Heineken is a bit pricey. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I, I guess.
4: Okay, so while I'm dealing with those here in the studio I may owe an apology to, yes. I guess I should mention this to Chance, our intern. Hey, yeah, yeah, he, he, you, yeah. Wake up over there. Put down your phone for just a second. Pause whatever video game you're playing. Okay, so I'm sorry about that time last month. You know, I told my aunt uh, you were on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. You know, I, I thought it might cons- you know, cause her to reconsider whatever you two have going on. You can't prevent everything.
2: I felt that was really so wrong, Spud. Totally reprehensible. I had to go online and show her that it wasn't true.
5: Well, I never believed it for a second, dear. But it was sweet of you to show me screenshots to prove your name was not listed. Okay,
4: yeah, I I didn't really think that one through before I did it, obviously. My bad, sorry, Chance, I know you're not wanted by the FBI, and it was it was you know a regretful decision to tell my aunt that. Though I would add, I still don't totally trust you, as you won't declare your intentions with her. I mean, don't you think it's time you put a ring on her finger? She's not getting any younger. That's between Dorothy and I, don't you think? Well, you could look at it that way, but I you know I
5: feel I should have some input on this, as she's my only living aunt. Oh, I do appreciate your concerns, Bud but I am fully capable of deciding what is in my best interest. I am a grown-ass woman, you know.
9: Yes!
4: Okay, all right, fine. I will stay out of your torrid love affair with our 21-year-old community college intern. Fine. But give some thought to how it's going to play on social media if someone posted a few stories about you two. Oh,
9: brother.
6: Well, I can assure you, Mrs. Jarvitz, I would never do such a thing, even though I do feel your... relationship with this young man is entirely inappropriate.
0: Hey, 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 you shut
5: your face! Oh, good to know.
6: Uh, so, Mr.
4: Temporary Co-host, just check and see if our next guest is ready. Is
6: it, oh, okay, so it's it's Temporary Permanent Co-host, yeah, and I'm I'm being told by the board that, yes, your next guest, Jaina Ortiz, is holding for you.
4: Okay, now she's on that hit ABC series, Station 19. Oh, yeah. I guess the people from Grey's Anatomy produce it, um... She was on that show, and then they made the spinoff. I don't think networks do that for every actor,
9: though. Oh, I'm not sure, but hey, I don't think so.
5: Hey, I've watched that show. It takes place in Seattle, just like Grey's Anatomy. Uh, however, they don't have McDreamy on it, but there are a couple other hot guys in the cast. Courtney, Chloe...
6: That is nice to know, Aunt Dorothy. Yeah, well, you know what? If the show takes place around here, I sure hope they don't make it look too visually appealing. Yeah, we we really don't want people from that caravan from down south heading up here.
7: Um, I'm um, you suck! Uh,
6: yeah, you know, he... You might want to carry
4: around a few Depends if you lose control of your bladder, you know, from worrying about those, you know, really scary migrants from other countries. I you just you just keep, really it, keep it under control. But well,
5: ask him, when was the last time you mowed your own lawn, Gerald? You should be excited.
4: Yeah, I think that statue of Liberty Lady needs a blindfold on these days. But just just put Jaina through. Y- Here she is. <laughs> Please welcome actress Jaina Lee Ortiz. Uh, hey, we appreciate you checking in with us.
8: Hey, I'm, I'm. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you.
4: Yeah, so you star in the ABC series Station 19, airing each Thursday night at 9 8 Central, and it takes place in Seattle, right?
8: Yeah, but you know, movie magic. We shoot in Hollywood. Actually, you know what? Uh, let me tell you this we've shot a lot of the exteriors in Seattle so we've been to Seattle a couple of times beautiful by the way um, so you know there's the real deal in there somewhere <laughs> yeah we yeah that, ha- yeah, we that happens a lot actually Seattle
4: yeah that ha- you know there's like Vancouver Seattle or la Seattle because you know I know they I know how it works in, in the biz and I, I think the reason why they don't shoot All the time up here there's lack of parking it's tough downtown but anyway all right so uh (laughs) yeah so did you have to do like a mini firefighting boot camp before the first season like learn like you know how to hose off a burning house or something
8: i did um i i i I met up with two female captains and they took me on ride-alongs which was super exciting and um eye-opening i didn't realize how hard the work is um, but I also wanted to, like, just physically experience what firefighters uh, have, to, have to go through with their bodies. And it's, it's physically, diff- like, it's challenging. I took the CPAT, which stands for the Candidate Physical Ability Test. And um, it's this obstacle course you have to complete in under 30 minutes. And you have to, um, you know, it assimilates the, the duties that, that firefighters have to, have to do. Um, so yeah, I did some training before it, and it, it kind of, you know, it it gave me it gave me a, a level up. Yeah, you know, firefighters I, I, are I kind came of. In, I came on the show pr- feeling
5: pretty confident.
4: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this is accurate, but firefighters seem pretty buffed. I they don't think they have a lot of donuts sitting around the firehouse. I mean, I think they're like into, into you know, healthy
8: there's stuff. There's some some hefty firefighters out there, you know.
9: <laughs> All right.
8: Okay. Um, but, but they're strong. They're all fairly strong. And, um, I mean, they have to... The thing is, the difference is, you know, we have craft services on set. Yes. So it becomes very tempting and dangerous when they lay out all the, the snacks and the, the treats. Yes. And the junk food, um, you know, because we work 14- to 16-hour days. We're exhausted. And when you're tired, you crave sugar, and you just want to eat your feelings. So... Uh, you know, it's challenging when they're like, oh, by the way, you have a, a shirtless scene in, you know, in the next couple of weeks.
4: Yeah, I hate it when that uh, happens. Yeah,
8: but, you know, it forces us to work out and stay in shape, which is great.
4: Yeah, craft services are my personal obsession, but that's another topic I won't get off on that right now. So let me ask you this. <laughs> Was it tough to go from Grey's Anatomy, which, which is a longtime hit, to be the lead you know, actor in, in a new show? Because it would have been much easier just to stay on a hit show.
8: Um. Yeah, you know, there's, a, there's some pressure there because, the, you know, Grey's Anatomy has been around for, what, 15, 16 seasons yeah. now. And uh, it's a lot to live up to. Uh, they've set the bar high. But, um, you know, our, our Shonda Rhimes and, uh, you know, our creator, Stacey McKee, they, they're they doing such an amazing job with writing compelling stories. And so you, you kind of just have to trust the process and you know that you're in good hands because they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for, you know, this long. And so, uh, you know, it, it feels it feels right at home. Um, the pressure is will always be there. Right. But um, we're, we're, we're working hard. We're really grateful to, you know, be in our positions and do what we love. Um, so yeah, hopefully everyone else
4: enjoys it as much as we do. Yeah. I myself would have probably gone down the easier road, but that's why my career's at a dead end. And obviously you made the right call cause you're starting season two. So oh, good, good call. Good but call. I don't
8: see that
4: for a second. <laughs> All right. Well, previously you co-starred in Rosewood on Fox we had a fellow cast member, Lorraine Toussaint on our show. She was very cool. Is it traumatic to have a show yes. canceled and maybe not see other cast members again?
8: Yes, of course. It's almost just honestly. I I don't remember crying as much, as hard and as as long. I, I I I cried like someone died when when the show got canceled. Yeah. You you build a form of uh, you build this bond with people on set. They instantly become your family, and so it was like. Saying goodbye to this family, saying goodbye to this character, saying goodbye to, you know, the last two years of your life. It, I mean, it's a pretty sad feeling.
6: Uh, excuse me, Spud. Yes? Well, I wanted to jump in here. I have often thought about the day, heaven forbid, when we are canceled. You know, it's so reassuring to know that we here in the studio are all family now and that nothing, not even cancellation, will break our bond.
4: Uh, Jaina, just just a sec. When we do get kicked off the air, and we all know it's going to happen someday, I plan on starting a whole new life away from anything to do with the radio business. Like a
6: clean break. Well, oh, okay, oh, sure, but I mean, we'll remain friends and continue to see so- each other socially, right? Because you guys are very important well, to me. Well,
5: want hey, I was going to mention this before to everyone, yeah? but when this gig ends, I will be moving to Costa Rica with my sweetie chance. We both feel our relationship would be better accepted there than here in this country. Oh. They are much more open to alternative lifestyles.
4: You think I could maybe visit sometime, you know, sure. in the winter, of course. Sure. I could put up with Chance, you know, for the opportunity to catch some sun. You know, let, let me know. Let me know after when we're done, you know, the show. But I need to get back to Jana right now. All right, I'm back. Do it. Well, you also co-starred in Shooter on the USA Network as a Marine. Are you, like, the go-to actress for badass roles on TV? Have you ever played, like, a librarian I, or I, a telemarketer?
8: I, you, you, <laughs> you're right. Um... I played a, a rookie cop, a detective, a marine, and now a firefighter. Those yeah. have been my only roles, my only experience as an actor, and I've got all the public service roles covered. If you need me to play a hero, I'm there.
9: I, I uh, hear that. Yeah. So
8: I I feel really lucky. It's uh, it's incredible to to to, to play a, a a woman who can do it all. You know, I get to I get to be badass. I get to be you know fearless and fierce and confident and sexy and vulnerable like it's it's kind of the best of all worlds and so i'm kind of this has been honestly my dream role so i'm living it and it feels great it feels incredible very grateful
4: well well your dad's an nypd detective I, i guess he must be really proud of your career growing up did you want to be a cop or was acting always your first
8: love (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely proud He's probably my number one fan If you follow him on Instagram or Twitter It's it's promoting me and my show every single day That's all he does It's adorable um, I started off dancing salsa And I wanted to own my own dance company one day But I fell into acting And I fell in love with it And um, I never looked after You know, I, I, I hung up the dancing shoes And fully committed to acting he's incredibly proud because i in a way mirrored what he had been doing for the last 23 years as a cop and so just to um play a, a figure a positive you know role model on tv uh, it, 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 he's probably the happiest dad in this world if you ask him
9: i bet
4: yeah all right super okay well i know you got to get going so let me say again that station 19 is airing each thursday night 8 central thanks a lot for coming on our program
8: oh thank you so much love love love
4: seattle there you have it Ms. jana lee ortiz
0: we invite your attention to the following considering that the development of research in the field of new sources of energy has reached the stage at which the pooling of results can yield especially interesting results for areas which have a shortage of so-called conventional energy sources. The Economic and Social Council requests the Secretary-General to take appropriate measures for holding a United Nations conference on solar energy, wind power, and if possible, The Show. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear.
9: This is a Spud Goodman show.
4: All right, it's musical guest interview time. So say hello to Action
7: S. Welcome, please publicly out yourselves with your name, rank, and instrument of choice. Patrick Moran, Corporal, General Officer, Rank 17, Instrument of Choice: uh, uh, Wooden uh, Penny Whistle. Super. Ian Reed, Private First Class, Instrument: Backwards Guitar.
3: This is better. Yeah. Uh, Joel, I am captain, and uh, instrument of choice is trombone. Super. Uh, Jimmy,
4: uh, 72nd lieutenant, uh, (laughs) and I play the skin circles. All right. Well, the band is described as a post-horncore group. What the hell is post-horncore? I'm not up on that genre. Did you look at the
7: Wikipedia entry?
9: No. (laughs) We
7: well, I working wrote on it. it this morning. <laughs> okay, all right. It's like a post, like it a e- wooden it post. E- citation. With horn and inside its core.
4: Okay, all right. There's no sexual aspect to it then? No, no sexual okay. Aspect, okay. aspect to it at all. All right, fine. That's for the record. Okay, we're discussing the topic of making amends, as I am personally stepping up right now. Is there anyone in the band who would like to make amends with other band members? Don't worry about exposing personal experiences, as it will be kept confidential.
7: Um I want to make amends on behalf of Joel uh to Ian. Uh hey, this is Joel and I'm very sorry <laughs> for coming into the van while you were changing and getting ready f- and putting your pajamas on for our the, camping sleepover. The first or the second time? The third time actually.
3: <laughs> I, I also am
7: sorry for all the pictures taken. God. Oh yeah, you're not sorry for that. Come on. <clears throat> Does that do it? Is there anything? This uh, is your one and only opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> as as the as the front man of the band, I'd like to make amends for being so much more talented than everyone else in the band. Yeah. I, just, I okay. feel Very bad. About feel that. Bit, feel okay. that, Jimmy. Right. You you look. You have this look on your face. If I could be totally honest with you, Jimmy, you have this look on your face. You have this look on your face. Yeah, I, I have some amends, You look like you have amends, <laughs> amends to make. Can you uh, do us all a favor and just up. be honest with yourself you right now?
4: I want to make amends to. Ian, for not encouraging
7: you to put that sauce on the sandwich earlier, you know, more, because I, I think you would have enjoyed it more. You know, it's a, it, Thanks, it would Jim. have been a better sandwich. All right. All he right. was driving, though, so it's not really safe to do that. We do not condone that, except Jimmy does.
4: Well, let me ask you this: What's the band's official position on Brexit? You know, we're, we're aired in the UK on Cornucopia Radio. <laughs> but was it the greatest idea uh, or the stupidest wow. decision ever? Except maybe someone who tried to buy one of those like reverse mortgages. Uh,
7: Brexit is worse than eating a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart untoasted.
4: Okay, all right, so then we—that's a definitive answer. We're unanimous on. Okay, super. Okay, what band had the most influence on the sound of Action S uh, when you were forming the group? What? Abba. <laughs> okay, alright I didn't see that one coming
7: <laughs> Yeah Yeah, it's a tie between ABBA and uh, and Hot Snakes Okay, alright Well, what is the name of the next song and what the heck is it about? The next song is called Movement Dark And uh well, it's hard to say for sure what it's about. You know, there's a lot of different ideas at play. We, we, we really put a lot of, a lot of effort and, and thought into what we want to say with our music. And so I don't really want to preface it too much, um, but just listen closely to the lyrics. And I think that the picture will be pretty clear.
4: All right. I'm going to be listening very, very carefully. Let's do it.
0: Goodman Radio Show. Yo, this is David
1: Allen Greer, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show.
6: Hey, uh, Spud. Yeah? Well, our resident psychic is holding on the line for you. Duh, I know. I've been waiting for this. Oh, okay. Uh, Should I do his plug?
9: Yes. Oh, oh, all right.
6: Uh, Ted Marr can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. on KKNW, 1150 a.m. in Seattle and on the web.
4: Please say hey to our show's resident psychic, Mr. Ted Maher. How you doing, man?
1: Hi, Spud. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for for having me on today.
4: Yeah, so... I wanted to ask you about someone I was thinking about recently. She was a true comedy legend and I was curious what the afterlife is like for Joan Rivers these days. you know she was a true pioneer in stand-up as a woman but but you wonder what the crowd's like where she's at right now. I mean I hope they're not a bunch of all straight laced dudes who just sit around and stare at her when she's on stage somewhere.
1: You are so funny. She just popped in. When you first mentioned her name, she just popped in. She's here now with me if you'd like to ask her any questions. Um, She does a lot of stand-up comedy on the other side before huge audiences of spirits. Um, And I almost said, who have passed on? And then she stopped me and said, we're not dead. And I said, you know, that's right. You're not dead. Um, They're just existing in in another dimension. So, um, but she's there and she's giving her stand-up comedies.
4: Hey, oh, hey, time. Ticketmaster well, doesn't have a piece of the action in the afterlife. You know, they're not ripping people off up there. I mean, you have to go through. I mean, even like StubHub and those. I mean, you don't have. It doesn't cost a lot of money to go to shows in the afterlife, does it?
1: No, actually, money's not used in the afterlife. Um, Super. Uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's more kind of a barter exchange system. Um, uh, I, like I
9: barter. It, it, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's in the fifth dimension, fifth sixth dimensions where they don't use money. And actually in advanced human civilizations outside of planet earth, outside of the solar system, a medium of exchange, it's kind of like a barter system, oh. but it's just uh, just not used. Um, and everyone's needs are, are taken care of.
4: That that sounds that sounds pretty cool. You know, I wasn't ready mm-hmm. for Joan to go and I'm pretty sure both she and her plastic surgeon you know weren't either do you think in the afterlife we won't have to worry about what we look like you know when we put on an extra 15 pounds or the point where our hair starts getting really embarrassing I, I I'm taking it that there's that there's not a market for Botox or, or the hair club for men there right I mean, who cares after you're
1: gone. <laughs> you are so funny um, actually when you pass on you get to choose the body of the person of the body that you inhabited during this lifetime as an example uh, my dad, who passed away in March of 1999, uh, he was uh, 85 years old. He chose someone in when he was in his 30s, very handsome man, the handsome man. Um, other people may choose in their 20s or 40s. Um, they, they, you can choose how you want to appear and what kind of. And I put quotes around physical body you have in the fifth dimension. Um, there's a physicality to the higher dimensions. Um, that that it's the same. It's a, it's. It's just as real as this physicality in the third dimension, um, but it's, it's a little different. It's usually higher vibrations. Right. Um there, there are 12 different dimensions, of which the 12th dimension is where God or the supreme being, if you will, the entity who created all of this. And then we're all, we're all the way down here at the third, but we're rapidly going into the fourth and then quickly into the fifth dimension.
6: Spud. What? Well, I am heartened to hear Ted use God's name, but I've got to tell you, I've never heard of this fifth or twelfth dimension. There's no reference of that in the Book of Mormon. I'm pretty sure about that.
4: Hey, Ted, just a moment. Okay. Well, maybe it was in the back of it in a really small print.
6: Who knows? Is I'm not an expert on those kind of things. I just hope you don't get your hopes up about someday coming back as a sexy rock star or a a handsome male model, as that's just wishful thinking. Hey, don't be a dream killer. (laughs) Just let me return to Ted.
4: Well, let me ask you this in terms of, you know, stand-ups, you know, in their act, they tend to take shots at at people, you know, just jokes. So I was wondering, do comedians ever run into people in the afterlife they've insulted in their act? Because I, I sure hope not. Is in my career as a talk show host? I dissed way too many important people and I'd just rather not bump into them up there. Or down there, Well, guess, let me... Spud.
6: me but... well each day in this life, you are looking over your shoulder to see if you might run into anyone you've insulted or criticized on this show. Now, that's not going to go away if you ever are allowed into heaven. I mean, sure, God will forgive you, But you're still going to have to apologize to each and every person you've offended here on Earth.
4: Hey Ted, this will only take two seconds. I promise. Um... Wow, that's just a buzzkill as far as me in an afterlife. Thanks a lot. Now let me get back to Ted for the last time. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I know you got to go, but before I let you, you know, sign off, can, can you check and see if Joan needs anything right now? Because I, I know she really loved, you know, hanging out with Lenny Bruce, and she, you know, she loved him. And if, and if they're hanging out together right now somewhere, maybe I could send them a nice fruit basket. Can you check?
1: They are, they are hanging on the other side. The thing that they, thoughts are things in the fifth dimension, and they thrive off of good thoughts. So please send her lots of love and light, and Lenny Bruce as well. Did you hear that beep a minute ago after I said? My I last sentence. I thought I did. Did you hear that? Okay, yeah. that was a beep from the spirits. Oh. Saying hello to everyone. Actually, that was from Joan um All right, so, well, that's pretty uh, cool. Wow. They will come through like that on the telephone sometimes.
4: All right, well, I, I'll let you go. Uh, just thanks very much for your psychic services, okay?
1: Oh, my, my pleasure, Spud. Have a wonderful day.
4: There you have it, Mr. Ted Marr.
3: What
1: goodness to I knew low Spud goodness, get to I knew low Spud ba ba
4: You know, before the show is over, I also need to make amends with my ex-wife. I think
6: it's time. Uh, Well, which one?
4: My second wife, Sharon. Oh, yeah. But you know, my my third ex, Tammy, also probably deserves one too. Yes. Maybe some other time. So so if you're listening, Sharon, uh, I've heard that you do occasionally. I'm truly sorry about cheating on you with Tammy. That was not a smart move at all. No no disrespect to Tammy, who, who I know never listens to this show. It's no secret I've always been vulnerable to exotic dancers. I mean, you knew that when we were dating, but still, I, I should never have gone into her place of employment. A really stupid move on my part. I went in, you know, happily married, and left as a borderline cheater. That is messed up, yo.
5: It happened so fast. Gosh, Spud, I always liked Sharon. Tammy, not so much. She was very temperamental. We never really hit it off.
4: I I knew you weren't fond of her. It's a good thing, you know, that marriage only lasted five months. But what was I thinking?
5: I really. I I have no idea.
4: Again, no disrespect to Tammy, who still has some of my record collection after all these years, which I would, you know, still like to get back. I sure hope she has like a decent stylist on her
6: turntable and isn't trashing my albums. You, you know, Spud, it seems you've always been weak to the lure of the flesh, but it's not too late to ask for forgiveness, you know? There are all kinds of perversions.
4: I don't think either Sharon or Tammy are ever going to forgive me for being a horrible husband, so I'm just going to... No, no, no. How much no. I can do about I agree. That,
6: that's not who I was suggesting you ask for forgiveness. You know, the offer still stands to join me any Sunday at our church. You could... <laughs> Well, it's not funny, Spud, you could unload a great (laughs) deal of personal transgressions there.
4: Um, you know, I'll get back to you on that offer, but really? you know, I've come a long way since those days and now I, I may not be like a total catch, but but I'm not a human train wreck either. I still have hopes of finding the right woman again, and this time I plan on staying out of all adult entertainment establishments. Good call,
2: yo.
5: Now there are a few other things you also might want to take a second look at. I'm just saying.
2: Hey, Spud. You have someone on the phone who wants to speak with you do you want me to send it through uh, i is it, is it
4: either sharon or tammy because I, I don't know if i'm prepared to deal with them right now
2: <laughs> no it's some dude
4: oh okay all right we'll put him through
2: hey i uh, call are you
4: there yeah 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 oh.
10: this is ed your neighbor down
2: it's, the
4: hall
10: it is it. the all in. uh hey uh well okay uh why are you calling well, you know, I've been listening to the show, and uh, so I was kind of thinking you would have given me a shout-out. You know, maybe not a total apology, but at least a, my bad. I mean, dude, you took my Grubhub order last week. It well, was two double uh, cheeseburgers, yeah. fries, There's and a chocolate There's a backstory
4: to that, okay? That was not cool. Yeah, okay, well, the, the guy knocked on my door by mistake, and I was going to text you before I ate it, but I, I guess, I, obviously, I spaced, okay? Sorry. Well,
10: like I said, dude, it was not cool. Yeah, yeah,
4: but then the burgers weren't that good anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, sure. I guess I should have told you the delivery guy. I mean, I shouldn't have told him that I was you. It just, I just came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. But I thought you're such a a really good cook, and are so health conscious with what you eat. I yeah. doubted you really wanted that for dinner. I know it's it was presumptuous on my part, and I probably should have asked before assuming that. And it only makes
0: common sense. You, you think?
10: I was yeah, really okay. in the mood for a burger that night, man. And when I called the place, they told me it was delivered and that maybe a neighbor took it. A neighbor took it. I knew it Yeah, was okay, you.
4: okay, fine, all right. I already said I'm sorry.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about making it right and, and plug my first comic book? I'm putting uh, it out next yeah. month.
4: Yeah, well, I, you're not going to do that. I've, I've seen the, uh, no, you're not going to do that, are you?
10: Well, well, you know, if it's not too expensive, you know, Kiko's is not what it used to be.
4: Yeah, well, you know, but
10: hey, I'm only asking for 15
4: seconds. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to, but we're running out of time here. I I have to close the show. I do owe you a couple burgers, fries, and a shake. Uh, And I guess I have at least a couple two-for-one coupons at Dairy Queen, so I will will drop them by your place, all right? I got to go. I got to go, all right?
10: Hey, hey, no, 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 I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you you go right now. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go.
4: No, I'm going to let you go. No, I'm the host, and I'm going to let you go first.
2: I think he already hung up, Spud.
4: Really? I thought he was, you know, a pretty good neighbor. We were fairly close. and I I thought he'd respect talk show protocol.
6: Hey, uh, Spud, but before we do sign off here, do you want to say anything to me? No, but I did forget to
4: apologize to our associate producer, Brian. Hey, man, uh, if you're listening, I, I promise... I'll return your frisbee I borrowed. It it sort of got caught up in a tree at at the park last weekend. And if I can't get it down, I will buy you a new one or or a decent used one.
3: Hell will freeze over.
4: Well,
6: are are you going to say anything to Lori, our executive producer? She is definitely listening.
4: Well, my well-known problem with authority, you know, figures prevents me from going there. I'm just going to be upfront about it. You know, yeah, I may have some things to apologize for, but it's it's tough for me to kiss up to management. You know this. Uh, may- maybe someday, all right? But right now, I need to say goodbye. So, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that.
6: God bless and ciao.
2: Bye-bye. W- wait,
6: wait. Y- you you really aren't going to make amends with me? Y- you're not going to do it, are you? You know, this... Wow. This is very disheartening, Spud. <laughs> Stop being a weak! All right. If, if you're going to be a baby about it, I apologize to you. Are you happy? W- well it would be nice to hear what you're sorry about could you be a little <laughs> more specific I, I didn't say i was sorry okay i just apologize let's leave it at that before i rescind my apology Wait. fine okay oh fine okay thank you for the apology you're welcome and now once again here is
9: action s
2: Hey Dorothy, do you want to go play video games at my parents' house? I think my mom's at her ceramic class. That's so hot!
5: Oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood to play any more video games, dear. My fingers are still hurting from our last session over the weekend.
2: Well, my dad will still be home, but there's a good chance he'll fall asleep in his recliner. Especially if he's had more than two beers. If he does pass out, we can take a few ourselves from the fridge and go to my bedroom. If we play Fortnite, I promise I won't try that hard.
5: Yeah, I can. I just get a rain check on that. I really need to do some laundry at my place, honey. I hope you don't mind. Let me out of here.
2: Yeah, sure. It it's okay. Maybe I can keep my dad awake and get him to play. He's horrible at video games, but it does give us some time to bond.
5: Well, why didn't you say so? Oh, I think that is a great idea. You can never spend enough time with your parents. I
2: guess so, but I'd rather hang out with you. My parents get on my nerves. Oh, my. I'll call you later.
0: The Spud Goodman Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Engineered by Trevor Jastad and recorded at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Associate producer, TJ Pite. Video director, Wyatt Young. Production assistants, Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spotts and Tom Harmon. On-air talent, Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2018 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.